Hello, and welcome to Good Morning Nintendo, where we come together every week to try and tell you about news in the video game industries and what we've been playing. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Dane, joined by my wonderful co-host. I'm Nick. And all... Today we have a great show for you. We, I'm going to rant a whole lot about Psychonauts. We're going to talk a little bit about Gamescom and a few other things. So, Dom, let's get into it and start off. All, start off. What have you been all up to this past week? So, I uh, stopped. Uh, I, st- I kind of stopped playing Ghost of Tsushima because I was, I've been rewatching Bleach. And uh, Bleach is 366 episodes, and I finished it a little bit ago. Um, and you know what? It's I have a lot of nostalgia for it because I, I watched it a lot as a kid, and I didn't finish it like truly finish like see the ending, the Fullbringer arc, and like I want to say 2016 is when I saw, first saw it, and. Um, it's got a ton. Of, I mean, like it's good. Bleach, Bleach is very solid. I like it's. I it it it, it didn't blow. Like it was exactly pretty much what I remembered. I will say though, a lot of people hate the filler, and there's a lot of filler. And like the issue is, Bleach has like a mixed bag of filler. Like some like the Bount arc is like pretty trash. You have the uh, Zongpakuto filler, which that is actually pretty good. And then you just have like random sprinkles of just like literally. There's a filler episode where they fly kites. So it's like it's. <laughs> Yeah, some of the filler is like like, and the way they they do filler, it's like so abrupt. Like literally, you're in the middle of the Iran car arc when you know Ichigo and everyone's in Waco Mundo and they're saving uh, Orihime, and it's just like you have this awesome battle going on with Ichigo and Grimjow, and then literally it's just like next episode we're fly kites. It's like whoa, you can't pull me out of that. Like 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 some anime, their filler is like kind of subtly like it'll be like. Right after an arc, we'll have a little bit of filler or like kind of some sprinkle in there, but it's just like good grief. Um, so I finished that, and hopefully they they there's one more arc which I believe they actually are going to animate sometime soon. Uh, the Thousand Year Blood War arc, which I might buy the manga and read because there are some interesting things that happen in that arc that I really really want to know more about um oh yeah and then of course still playing ghost of shishima i and i will stand by that game that game is freaking phenomenal still great um it's it literally feels like breath of the wild just in like feudal japan like it's the that game is amazing but i do have to put it on the back burner for a little bit i mean i've done everything i needed to do because uh tales of arise is coming out pretty soon but there's one other game that i want to get to before that um but that oh and then i got my uh i got my super analog nt which finally came in the mail i was stoked about that so i can actually it's like a snes kind of built from the ground up and i finally got that set up last night and shoot that's about all how about you well Well, actually i guess this would just segue right into psychonauts i suppose yeah this is gonna be our psychonauts rock block because that's really all i've been like, if I did, pl- like, I played games on Monday and Tuesday, but, like, I can't tell you. Like, I was, like, it was just waiting for Psychonauts, so, all. Oh. But, like, we're gonna get started off, I just want to read some reviews from IGN and GameSpot first before I kind of give, get, dive into it and give you my hands, my own feelings on it. First of all, though, I platinumed the game already. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I got... I got the game on Wednesday, played the game all day Wednesday. Like, uh, like plan was I was going to stream the game on Wednesday, but, like, I woke up just, like, feeling like crap on Wednesday. Oh. Also, one of the things that, like, I didn't see promoted, or, like, no one really talked about going into this game, is, like, there's no phys- there were no physical copies on release day. Like, it, like, oh. What? Yeah, there's no physical copies right now. It's just like you have to buy it digitally, and I was just like, "This was a game I wanted to buy physically," and I was just like, "I'm kind of disappointed that like in order to play it on launch day, I needed to buy it digitally." And I was just like, "Okay, well, I kind of hate." I was just like, "I like usually having the choice. Usually, when I have the choice, I go digital." I was just like, "It's weird that like, well, I want to go physical on this one, and I don't have that option." Oh, and can can you buy a physical copy at some point, or how, I they, mean, they, how does they, that work? I think they said that, that um, they just said like at launch, 
like what I found was at launch there will not be physical copies. So I assume that means that at some point there will be a physical copy released, but not right now. So hmm. that's weird. Nice. Um, that is weird. That is strange. All right, but let's. So this one. So the first one I didn't read. Fine. Uh, we have this comes from Tom Marks at IGN. He gave it an 8, or well, his verdict was, Psychonauts 2's weird and wonderfully written story is full of interesting, nuanced characters that I instantly fell in love with. Most of its fresh ideas go a long way toward elevating the Psychonauts formula into the modern era, though its enticing new equipable pin system can be a little too stingy. Double Fine has also done a great job of expanding the universe toward both grander and more intimate threats without losing the joyous childhood adventure vibes of the original. It may bring a bit of that mid-2000s action platformer clunkiness along with it, but Psychonauts 2 is still just about everything I could have hoped for from a sequel to one of my favorite games. So that, that was one, and then we also, I also pulled up ooh, I don't look how this page is laid out. By, um... Kurt Indovina from GameSpot. Oh, let's see what he had to say. On the surface, Psychonauts 2 is engaging, ambitious, honed in take on colorful 3D platformers. However, the most rewarding aspect hasn't just been mastering its platforms or combat, but peeling back the layers to see what's beneath it, to take a closer look at its characters, the depths of their struggles, fears, and regrets, all of which serve as the game's foundation. In an emotional, hilarious, and at times devastating story, but a story about forgiveness and second chances, an astonishing achievement in nearly every regard, and the quintessential display of Double Fine's mastery in story, gameplay, and distinct direction, making it the studio's best game to date. And they gave it a long nine. This is like... My, how I feel about this, this is my game of the year so far. Is this like... Wow. Like, they're right when they're saying, like, it's clunky. Like, as far as gameplay goes, it's an action platformer. Like, it's just like, if you enjoy action platformers, you're going to enjoy this game. I mean, like, this is like, you sometimes you make, like, the all... Like, you're not 100% sure where Raz is going with, like, the camera angles or where he's jumping off. And, like, you, oh, you, like, but then, like, you're like, okay, well, let me readjust and get it the next time or whatever. And, like, none of that felt, ever felt egregious or bad or anything like that. It was just, like, it felt fine. It all wasn't doing anything crazy. It wasn't doing anything poor. All, like, you have your you most of your buttons like all um, your different psi abilities are all um, attached on to your all um, bumpers and triggers and like all um, in some of the all um, like in some of the combat situations where you have like waves of different enemies coming at you having to mix change that all um, like which psi abilities you have equipped on the fly can be a little bit annoying and tedious, but like those moments are few and far between that. Like I never really minded them as much, but the story, like what blows me away on this game is the story, the whole voice acting, like the writing on it. Like there are, and like how that is incorporated into the levels of the game. Like, the first, so you get your the basic level structure is like you get your first level, which is kind of your tutorial level. It's a fun level. Then you get like one um get one more level with another character, and then the game kind of opens up, and there's like all um, there's like um three different like objectives that you can go do, and there's like all um, there's six levels, five or six levels, um depending how you're counting it all over, like, between do 
like in your act two until you get to the third act of the game and like that's like you can do like you can do the all like you can conquer those three objectives in whatever order you want all but how how i ended up going to it like what in one of the things that i read just like oh this will probably be one of the later levels that you get to it was actually like the first one i went to in that opening section and like it like hit me like a truck like i don't know what was going on but like oh that ending for that first level i played oh like i actually cried at that point and like oh i had like i had to stop playing the game and walk away for an hour just to like kind of pull myself together and it was just like but like it wasn't like that wasn't like the only heart um, point of the game was just like every level after that continued to like have the like continued to be like all i've moving and all wonderful and like definitely had great stories and then like all there's actually like a all level later on in the game that kind of connects back to that other one in it in a way and is just like seeing how that person how that person's mind all acted all like reacted to things differently or like from their perspective was all something really interesting to see is just like the big thing that happens in Psychonauts One is just like you go to the, to a all asylum and like you deal with people's you help people deal with their problems on an individual level so like one person is just like has um is like suffering from bipolar disorder and like you see that their struggle one person is like old has like extreme paranoia or psychosis and like i i forget what the um right term is for all what boyd is going through with the milkman conspiracy but they're all individual issues like this is like this is this in one individual's story but what this game does is that you get is that you get to see different individuals' perspectives of one event or, like, how they all kind of came through this one individual event and how it changed all of them and what it did um, to them after that point. And it was just, like, that's something I find really interesting. So, like, each level, instead of it just being its own story telling you about one character, it's just like, okay, this is what happened with this character and what all and how they dealt with it and all everything is just like it's interesting seeing like so it plays off of so they play off of each other more and you get to see a lot it each level builds a lot more towards the central narrative rather than it just being its own individual hurdle in the game so like and that's, that's old. Like, the thing is, I don't... I'm trying to, t- to tell you about how much I love this game, but, like, I can't, like, give specific story on details or anything about that, or, like, I can't t- say, like, oh, this is this person's brain or whatever, because it... I feel like it will, like, most anything I give you in specifics to that would just be old, a spoiler for the game. And it's just like, or like in that last, like in this later level, it like it does. When let me get to post game. When I got to the post game, like there was so much more interactions with the characters to be had. There was so many different things going. Like it's just like it wasn't just like the credits end and like the world is stagnant after that. The world is dead. Like there is different interactions to have, different conversations to talk to, all. I went back and was exploring all one mind to try and all like get all the collectibles and figments and everything. And I found a character in that mind that was like the that person's like perception or memory of another person. And like it's not something in the main path. Like you will not find this person by just like going through the main game you will only find this person if you are out really exploring that mind and like the all 
Like, the interaction wasn't, like... it. Like, you talk to them and doesn't, like, shift into, like, the... Um... Like, the cutscene-style um, conversation or anything with them. And doesn't, like, bring up the different, like, menu options for talking to them. It just, like... You have to keep pressing X, like, just... Like, there isn't anything that, like, tells you, like, oh, you need to keep talking to, like keep interacting with the person to get this full conversation. But, like, the conversation that you have, that you can have with this person is just, like, felt was deeply relatable to me. And, like, the fact that it was, like, it wasn't force-fed to me. I didn't have to, like, it wasn't um, something that was part of the main goals. Like, the main storyline is just, like, it's something I really enjoyed because, like, I enjoy the type of gameplay where, where, like, or storytelling where, like, you have to go find it to a certain extent. Like, oh, I'm gonna call it, I, I thought of this the other day, the target run approach to storytelling, where, like, you go in there looking for one thing, like, you go into Target looking to pick up a game, but maybe you stop by the clothing section and you find a shirt you like, or, like, for me, I'd, um, I get wind through the toy aisle as well, and like you find something else that you weren't really looking for, but it was nice to have. I'd like that, but when like I draw the line when it becomes the oh the Bloodborne style where you have to like go on an expedition to find your story. I don't like that, but like it was just like it was nice having this little moment in the game that wasn't that, like, was completely optional to go find. And this is, like, that I really enjoyed. Do, do you have any so thoughts? It seems like... I, I I have one thing. I I didn't know if I wanted to say it or not, but, like, I kept... <laughs> the game that kept popping in my head was Bound Wonder World or oh. Wonderland because, it like... <laughs> because, it like, obviously, they're, the only thing no, similar don't, is, like... Don't don't compare Psychonauts two to Bound in Wonder World. I just I just I kept thinking about that, but but I guess my question is: the game seems like on the surface, or or maybe I'm wrong, but because I I never played the original, but on the surface the game seems kind of lighthearted, but like oh yeah, kind of not the case in a way. Like it's kind of psychological, and there's definitely some some underlying tones that are pretty deep and things like that. But like overall, would you say it's lighthearted or would you say it kind of explores other kind of darker tones and stuff like that? I mean, it's, I mean, like, um, I, let me see. I have it on my phone. I can read you double finds, like opening, like content warning statement real quick. Cause I did see that. I, I did read that. It's on my phone. Cause like I took a picture and shared it at one point this week. Um, here it is. Okay, this is I guess a mental health advisory. Psychonauts 2 contains artistic interpretations of serious mental conditions, including addiction, PTSD, panic attacks, anxiety, and delusions. There are also images that may be upsetting to people with dental phobia. These conditions are usually presented in a lighthearted or even comical manner, but might still be distressing to some players. Like, okay, so like, I'll... Like, let me tell you about where I was on Monday night. And, like, that might give you, like, a little bit more, like, context for why this game hit me as hard as it did. On Monday night, like, I couldn't sleep. I felt, like, I was up until, like, 5 a.m. Because, like, I was just, like, stewing in my mind about, like, a bunch of, like, my own anxiety and problems and all that. So, like, I was like, I'm gonna have been right in the crosshairs for this game. Oh, but, like, it's just, like, no, like, Double Fine, I've always enjoyed their sense of humor and their um, style. And, like, it's just, like, yeah, this game does have a lot of jokes and comical moments and everything. But there are definitely some moments, like, they're, like, Act 2 going into Act 3 definitely gets very, um, gets very serious with, um, what's happening there. It's just like, because at the core of it, they are dealing with a very serious issue. And like, well, when you get into The Last Mind, like, it is a, like the last mind of like your quote unquote 
villain or whatever, or is a take on it's a small world, like it, from Disney. Like it's just like it, it is uh all like it is. You are going through this ride and like seeing how some how someone else sees the world and how they all like it's all like you one of the characters in that um, game in that last thing is like uh, um slight spoiler it's called a propaganda near so it's a take like it's a take on a um and like imagineer from disney and everything so it's just like it so yeah it's just like th- that last level like deals with some with a lot of um like a lot of more serious things because it is your quote unquote villain um but like it I mean like putting it in it's a small world is a very comical approach to it so it's just like it's definitely got lighthearted jokes but there are moments like it, the thing that I think is just like one of the talking points that I've heard um, in how other people have approached it is, like, it is a game about empathy. Like, you, like, there is, like, one, the the level later on in the game that, like, oh, I found really oh, relatable was, like, in the first moments that you meet this character, there is a panning shot through where they are, and, like, before you even see the character, like, I'm, like, it's not, like, it doesn't make you, it doesn't make you feel like, oh, how, like, I don't, like, it was just, like, it was just, like, I, it may, immediately made me feel like, I was like, okay, you're dealing with something serious here, but, like, it never outright tells you what that thing is, or, like, really, like, preaches at you about it, it's just, like, it doesn't like yeah. It doesn't never preaches at you about someone's problems or say like oh this is what this is and this is what your pro- what the problem is or like this is how you should fix it or like or everything anything like that. It's just all like it so like it yeah. So I don't want to like all yeah. It's hard, it's hard for me to try and describe this game, but, like, it is lighthearted. It is fun, full of fun and quirky moments. And, but, like, those quirky moments are balanced out by, oh... Or, or like, each time that the, that the game gets a bit more heavy-handed or serious, it's balanced out by a more quirky or, light-hand, or light-hearted oh, take. It's, just like, it's a really good game. I really enjoyed it. So confidently, you can say it's the game of the year for you. Yeah, like I don't like. There's not much on the horizon for me for like gameplay, like as far as games go. Um, I think this is like especially Horizon Zero Dawn being confirmed for February. Fall. Yeah. As is like, but as far as gameplay, there there isn't anything huge that I'm looking forward to. I. In the first time I played Psychonauts the original was in 2017 when I got a PS4, but, like, I had seen videos and people talk about it before that. Um, and, like, so I've been looking forward to this game for a few years now, and, like, the writing and story is just, like, very much up my alley. Like, if, like if you've watched The Owl House at all, like, oh, you are, like, it's like it's comparable to the out like how the owl house talks about some things and it's just like oh if you so like it's just very that's very much it was very much my taste and like what i look for in stories and like and in writing but like also the um line like the voice acting and delivery of some things like it's just like all was really was also i found very good and it's just like it's a game with Jack Black in it, and I'm just like, I'm not saying that Jack Black is great, like a great actor or anything, but like he's he's always brings a fun, like a sense of fun to things, and like having played some other Double Fine games before, like there are moments that like are callbacks and all Easter eggs to some of those older games, like 
There's a, a, a moment where you pick up a violin and you hold it up in the air and it's 100% a callback to Brutal Legend oh, from Double Fine. And I was just like, oh, so... Which is, was also a game that Jack Black was voice was a voice in. Oh, it's just like... So, yeah, it's just like the... Um, I was just like, don't go to this game if you if you're just looking for a lighthearted action platformer. It's just like then like you'll enjoy the action platformer, but like where this game really shines, in my opinion, and what makes it so good, well, is just how relatable the story the storytelling is, and all oh, like the storytelling, the writing, and just like how some of the voice acting is done as well so like that's that's what i would go to this game for not not to look for great gameplay but look for a great story so this is a little off topic but i but i want to ask you this so um I, like I, I told you earlier this week i've been meaning to tell you that aloy was uh going to be a pay- playable character in genshin impact so as someone who is a you know a pretty big fan of Horizon Zero Dawn and you know the character Aloy is that like um obviously you know you can play Genshin Impact right it's not something you just you despise you just it's just you you know you're not really into it too much with Aloy joining uh that game is that something because you're solely a fan of Aloy you would like to go into and actively play because of that or do you think you could get around to the mechanics and like kind of start to enjoy the game too me, I don't know. Like, it's just like the big thing that like stopped me on playing Genshin, Genshin Impact when I started playing it was just like the fact like it's um casino mechanics. Because like at one point I was doing the basic world exploration and I was just like, okay, you have each character has a different um like each character has a different um element affinity. I want to say, like, I'm, I'm going to use some of the words wrong. Each character has some of, like, well, has a different elemental affi- affinity. So, like, you you have, just, like, so some characters you'll need, like, one type of character to have an affinity to do this or do that all in some places. But then, like, each one of those characters is then all has a different play style. So, like, I had one, like, I want to say dark, like I because I loaded up the game yesterday on to actually try and go in and get my adventure rank up to level twenty. As was like one character like is a darkness mage or whatever, and then like because I played it early or something, like I had a guy on a bunch of crystals or whatever to do like summons or whatever the game calls them to get new characters. So I got another darkness affinity person that had all. Um, like had like a really big like two-handed club or sword so it's just like so it comes down to like you're gonna randomly get a dark like a character with x affinity but like what if that x affinity isn't the type of game like isn't the type of gameplay that you like you can't just buy another character that has a um that has like the different affinity and uh, play style that you like so you're stuck all oh, so like you need to so like it's kind of a luck of the draw thing and i just didn't want to play something that was a gotcha on um, mechanics or like all oh, oh, was like okay you're up to whatever it is that you happen to get for this world and it was like, that was kind of the big thing. I was just like, okay, I don't... Like, the gameplay was so-so, well, but I didn't want to throw mo- more money into it. Or well, Aloy, you just get for being adventure rank all 20. Right? Like, I logged back into it yesterday. I was already adventure rank 10. I got all well, up to adventure rank 11. Or well, I was just like, I'm not sure... I'm really going to stay with it. Like, I want to try and, like, play through and get Aloy and then see how I feel about the game after that. But, like, because, like, I'm... (laughs) 
gonna be a simp for a second. It's just like the version of Aloy they have is super cute. It's just like it's like well they took Aloy and put her through an anime filter. And I was just like, oh Pretty my god, nice. she's adorable. <laughs> Yeah, it's like super like slim chibi design, yeah. I was just like, okay. Um, so I was just like, oh, she's adorable. I need to I need to home be able to play as that version of Aloy. Oh, but yeah, it was just like, I don't know, oh. It was just like it's more so like I'm a fan of that game. I think it's more so I'm a fan of oh playing of Aloy and being that character. This is like oh but um, like I just have fun have fun with it. It's just like it like the thing is it wasn't like you look at games that you enjoy and like you wanna have like the merch like look at you like look at, at your background now like all you have all this merch and stuff from like the, the games that you've enjoyed playing. A like Horizon Zero Dawn didn't get a lot of merch. It's just like I have yeah. like I have like this chibi plushie over here on my shelf um from of Aloy, but like that's about it. It's just like unless you want to buy a shirt somewhere, there isn't like a whole lot of merchandise that you can get for her. So it's just like it's kind of that like I want the merchandise um thing. Like that merch like I wanna buy the merchandise mentality thing, but like not like most of the time, that merchandise being the form of, oh, like, a new thing and something else. So, like, I tried playing Monster Hunter all World back when that came out, because if you got it on PlayStation, like, you could get, like, a Aloy oh, yeah. armor or whatever. Didn't get far yeah. in that. It was just, like, didn't enjoy that game enough to continue trying to grind out to that all, but... I'm willing to try Genshin and see if I get to that point before I fall off. But, like, if I fall off of Genshin, oh, so if I fall off of Genshin Impact again, like, I'm not going to be too upset about not getting Aloy. But, oh. So, I guess in terms of, of uh, since we're on the topic of Orion Zero Dawn... Did you expect it to release? It, did you honestly think it would come out this year? Or when they said 2022 February, you're like, all right, all right, that makes more sense. I mean, I was hoping. I mean, like, everything, I mean, everything's been weird. Um, so, yeah, let me, like, let me, one second. So, yeah, it, it, I guess this will bring us into our Gamescom um, thing in a second. But, yeah. Wow, it, that was, I, that was I didn't even know that was a part of Gamescom. Oh yeah, that's where this was announced. It was like, oh, it was. Wow, I thought you just dropped a trailer. Oh, Holy moly! This one it was in this rundown on Gamescom. <laughs> nope, apparently it wasn't. Apparently, I'm imagining things. Oh, yeah, I thought it was part of Gamescom for some reason, but it's not there. Yeah, but you would, you would assume, right? Because why would it not be? But I guess yeah, they did just drop a trailer and just like hey it's coming out this time yeah so it's coming out all i think the thing was like we were i think we were all hoping where it was but like then like i think it was a month ago or so where we got that like rumor and like confirmed rumor that it wasn't going to be coming out this year which was a bit sad and because like part of the reason why i got the ps5 was I mean, like, a big reason why I got the PS5 was because I wanted to play Horizon Forbidden West on, like, the best hardware I could. And, like, I was preparing for it to come out later this year. It's a little upsetting that it comes out in the February time frame. There's, like, a bunch of games that... I think it's a bit funny right now because, like, there's a bunch of games coming out in February. Right now, it's just, like, I think it's just, like, there was... um, Horizon coming out at the start of the month. Then there's she she she, so it's the the one where you get older every time you die. Um, it's like um that one I believe. And then there was like another um, I think Saints Row is coming out um end of February. The reboot. Yeah. Or, Dude, what happened to? Hmm? What happened to uh? Shoot, I complete. What happened to Kina? 
Oh, that's supposed Bridge to be of Spirits. That's supposed to be coming out later <laughs> this year, I think. Oh, I I can't remember. Uh, but like, it's just like February is already getting jam packed. But like, the thing is, like, when I saw that February release date, like, I don't think, oh, well, because like, um, it's gonna happen. But I like everyone. The constant thing that everyone's talking about what all with all Horizon Zero Dawn and it's all I mean Horizon Forbidden West and. It's well, really status is like, well, are we gonna get that Breath of the Wild sequel like right on top of it? Because <laughs> like, oh, because like, I mean, like they pushed back Breath of the Wild sequel to next year, and they said that they're aiming for twenty um twenty two. So like, for me, like how they talked about that made me think that it was coming, going to be coming more towards the end of the year. But I think it would just be hilariously funny if, like, we get that, um, if we finally get, like, that, um, release date later this year, and it's just, like, March something something, um, 2022. Was, was, so, when Nintendo initially announced Breath of the Wild back in 2019, we never got any release window, right? It just said a sequel's in development. And, when, when, in 2019, the, when they yeah they just said that, the first yeah they just the sequels in development yeah that they've never re- like confirmed or like put a release date um window on um anything like they like there's rumors and there's been a lot of rumors and speculation but there's never been like a official release window that they were aiming for as far as I know of. Well, then it's got to either be March or, um, excuse me, March of 2022 or, uh, fall or, or like, you know, holiday. That's, it's one of the two. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, I just I didn't even think about that. I just thought about that now. Yeah, it could be. I mean, realistically, when you think about it, uh, most assets are being reused. I mean, some stuff's got to be retooled because it's, you know, they're not. The, the launch platform isn't the Wii U. It's going to mainly the Switch. But yeah, I think I think we could totally... We There's a possibility we could see what we saw back in 2017 with the sequel for both games around the same window. I think that's totally a possibility for sure. I mean, yeah, it's just like um, Zelda has like a history of releasing in March, or at least in recent more recent years. Like I think we got like... Um, Twilight Princess HD, I remember coming out around my birthday. I think, like, um, Hyrule Warriors Legends probably came out around the same time. Um, Link Between All Worlds came out around March. Oh, like, I remember this because, like, a lot of them were my birthday presents that year. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was like, what did I do for my birthday that year? I was like, I played Zelda this year, this year, this year. Oh, this was like, um, when we got the Majora's Mask, um, um, port that came out in February. It's just like so, like all Zelda at least recently and more like the past. I want to say like the past like decade or so has kind of had like a history of being released around March. So all or like a trend towards that time period. So like is this like it makes sense to be like speculating sometime around March in my opinion. All for for it, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that now. Alright, but I think do you have anything else or do you, or would you like to I'm just going to move on to the Gamescom um, run, run down real quick. No, yeah, we can go straight into uh, to the wonderful announcements at Gamescom. Uh, so this is kind of just a quick highlight reel, some of the bigger announcements i didn't actually watch much of games i didn't really watch gamescom at all i kind of like i kind of uh, went under neither did i, I kind of crawled under a rock and played psychonauts this week that's kind of what i most of what i did um so okay so we got a saints um row reboot reveal there's a new saints row and it's called saints rose developer volition showed off the look and feel of Saints Row coming in 2022 in a debut trailer at Gamescom. The new Saints Row is coming February 25th. Yep, this was the one I was talking about. 
for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Windows PC via the Epic Game Store. Oh, Midnight Suns is a new Marvel strategy game from XCOM creators. Oh, Paraxis is making a Marvel superhero game inspired by, but very different from, XCOM Marvel's Midnight Suns is led by Jake Solomon, designer of XCOM Enemy Unknown and XCOM 2, and it features characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Blade, Ghost Rider, and Wolverine in turn-based tactical battles. It's coming to console and PC in March 2022. We got the Halo Infinite um, release date. There's also a new controller and console. It is due to come out on Xbox and Windows PC on December 8th, 2021. Um, yeah. Uh, we, ah, yeah. Okay, there wasn't a picture for it. That's why. I, I, yeah, that, um, Horizon Forbidden West delayed, all, uh, but we also got, all, uh, a shadow drop of Horizon Zero Dawn, all uh, now playable at 4K, all uh, 60 FPS. So, like, that oh, was some- that was something that I was uh, waiting for for a while. It was just like with all these directors' cuts and remasters and like upgrades, I'm just like, I know there's gonna be one for Horizon Zero Dawn. It was like, when are we gonna get it? And then it was like, it was nice that they kind of just shadow dropped. I mean, it was kind of nice that we just shadow dropped it. So I re, so I uploaded that. So like. Thing is, like I, I texted you the other day. It's just like I suddenly became very um, flooded with games I want to play because, like, I beat and platinum spawn Psychonauts, but I want to go back and play it again. But like, turn on like all um, the accessibility stuff, just like all um, invincibility and all um, narrative combat to just kind of flow through, run through the game, just play the um the story, all. Um, but then, like, I also want to get into Genshin Impact so I can try and get that Aloy skin. And now, and like, there's a few trophies left in the um, um, Frozen Wilds DLC I haven't gotten. And I was just like, I want to, it would be nice to go, oh, I want to, I've been meaning to go back and do those. So, like, I was just like, I want to, now that this, but I've been waiting on this um, patch update for Horizon. So it's just like, okay. Finally ready. Finally time for me to go do that. Oh, so it's just like, it's just like, oh, there's, there's a lot of games I want to play now. Oh, it's funny you say that because I literally last night as I was uh, cleaning uh, my game room, I have a little, um, I have a little like a little. So what I do is like obviously because I have so many games that I, uh, you know, amassed. Um, I have like a pile essentially of games that I like want to like the games i'm actively like all right i want to finish these you know at some point in time and so i literally just like i i the the last lot's done so like i made a new stack last night and i'm like in the same position i'm like man what do i want to play like i hate that feeling of like when you finish a game and you're just like there's so many options and you're just like because this is where i get stuck this is what happens to me i'll finish a game and I'll be like, okay, I want to play this. And then I play, like, one game in my pile for, like, an hour. Then I go into, like, I'm like, eh, well, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? So right now, like, literally, I've just been debating on what I want to freaking play. And then I also get the, like you just said, the same feeling of, like, well, I want to go back and replay. Like, I want to go back and replay Scarlet Nexus with um, Kasane, the, the other playable character. Because I'm like, well, I kind of want to do that. So I'm like, ah, I don't freaking know. And it's like having two consoles, I don't know if you do the same thing, but or three technically. Uh, what I'll tend to do is like if I play, like mo- I just finished a bunch of games on PS4, PS5. So like I'll go to Switch because, you know, I want to play some games on there. But now I have my Super Analog NT and I'm like, I have a copy of Breath of Fire for the SNES. Like maybe I'll play that. So I hate that feeling because it's like it takes you so long to figure out what you want to play. And then even then you're like, that's the other message. It's like something could get shuffled back into the backlog. But yeah, I know exactly how you feel. It's like it's like it's a good feeling to have. It's a good thing, the good thing to think about. But it's just I was like, man, what the it kind of sucks in a way. All right. Continuing on with the Gamescom coverage, 
We got um Death Stranding Director's Cut has a bunch of stuff. Oh, um, Death Stranding Director's Cut for PlayStation Five has. Uh, Kojima Productions revealed in a nearly nine-minute video preview of new gameplay features an extended look at the director's cut. Kojima Productions shared a new delivery tool, shared new delivery tools like a cargo launcher and boots that decrease fall damage. BuddyBot um, Two was shown in more detail. It's a new feature that lets that lets Sam Porter bridges carry more cargo or even ride along, as BuddyBot does all the hauling. There's also a firing range where players can practice weapons and train and compete all for high scores. Um, we also got a first look at Call of Duty Vanguard gameplay. I'm uh, just going to skip over that. Persona 5 is crossing over to Super Monkey Ball. Uh, follow the hum- so- following Sonic the Hedgehog, Miles, Tails, Prower, or... Uh, Beat from Jet Set Radio and Cure You from Yakuza as the latest guest starring all uh, as the latest guest star coming to Super Monkey Ball, Ball Banana Blit. Whenever I say Banana Ball Monkey Ball Banana, I always want to say Banana Blitz. It's Banana Mania is Morgana from Persona Five, so like the cat from Persona Five. Oh, well, not a cat. Oh, <laughs> is oh is oh. Is coming to that, so that's cute. That's fun. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge at um adds April O'Neil as a character, and uh. yeah, the, the so like apparently those are some of the biggest announcements out of um Gamescom. So it's just like unless you were like real, like I don't know, it's just like I feel like you have to be kind of it's a lot more niche sort of announcements. I mean, the biggest thing I think out of all of these is definitely that, um, is the um, Halo, is the Halo news updates. Like, that's, like, the biggest news thing that's gonna appeal to the widest amount of people. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just, it's like, so, um, but also talking about Halo, like, um, we also got in the past week, we also got um, news from Windows Central that Halo Infinite won't have co-op campaign and Forge at launch. So, like, at launch you're only going to have the multiplayer and the single-player campaign. You can't play co-op in the whole thing. That's, like, a lot longer story here. Like, it's coming all... It's going to be coming, like, in their... Like, co-op campaign is coming in, like, their second season. Um, which should be about, like, three months after launch, and then Forge, which is their, like, creator mode, comes will be coming out all in Season 3, which will be about six months after launch. All, But, like, Dom, I'm pretty sure that you're not much of a Halo fan at all. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it's, well, I, I would... I want to play Halo Infinite. Don't get me wrong. I I I enjoy Halo, but um, yeah, I I not enough to buy. Like not enough to to purchase the console for. Like at some point in time when I do acquire a Series X, I'll play it. But it's just not not enough. You know, it's just it's it looks fun, but it, I cannot justify purchasing. A console for that as a Series S, so just the because you can play it on the heck, you can play it on the one Xbox One if you want the original Xbox. Like even then, I still wouldn't buy. It's just, uh, just not for me. And I know people are excited for it. I know like Halo has a huge fan base, but it's. I will say, out of all the shooters, uh, I guess if you want to exclu- excluding but Splatoon, because I don't think we could really throw Splatoon in there. Out of all the first person shooters. It's the only first-person shooter I would truly like play and have fun with, uh, but I I'd have to. Wait. It's weird too because it doesn't even feel like um like it doesn't have that grandiose feeling that like a first-party Nintendo title will get or a first-party you know published uh, Sony title will get. It doesn't even feel like that. It like it just kind of feels like it's just like it's here. Like you know it's gonna be coming out. Like I don't. It's gonna be interesting, honestly, for me to see the reception of it and like how how well people how how it sells and uh the what type of welcoming it gets because that's that's how i'm going to determine how 
Xbox is going to be handling exclusives like that. Because for the most part, it just seems like it, it's kind of just coming out. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, because like this, it makes it feel like very much like in like, it makes it very much feel like this is going to be a release at launch for the hardcore Xbox player. Is just like because the thing is like over the years, people are talking like all the calls. Well, I hear people talk about, like, Halo Story and Halo Story that. I was just like, man, I barely pay attention to Halo Story. Because when I play Halo, I play it co-op um, with people. And it's just like, I, like, it's just like, I'm not going, I'm not jumping into, I'm not buying, like, all um, Halo to play that single player by myself. Or to, all uh, or anything. It's just like, I'm playing, I'm playing Halo because it was one of the best like, old co-op, like, um, couch, couch games to play. And it was just like, all of, most of my memories regarding to Halo are with, about my brother running up to, um, one of the biggest enemies in the game, a hunter, and just meleeing it to death and yelling pacifism the whole time. It was just like, it's just like, Halo isn't a game that I, like, I'm not gonna play this for the story. I'm gonna play this to sit down and, like, um, have fun um, with other people, it's just like so for me, like I would definitely be one of the people that would be disappointed by this. Like I would definitely, it would put me off of the day one buy um buyers thing. It's just like so for me, like it would then have to withstand three months of people like actually talk like it being in the zeitgeist and like waiting for that um co op campaign to drop. For me to actually want to pick it up, I was just like, so like it's. I feel like that, like I'm in, the, might be in the minority there, especially with a lot of people. Just oh, but like, and I feel like I might be in the minority there, oh, for people. But I also feel like it. It's also a decent, decent chunk of the people that also that did just play it for the campaign. I mean, for the co-op and playing it with your friends. So it's a bit of a disappointment for me that this is happening, even though, like, but, like, at the same time, it's just like, I'm not gonna buy the, con- I'm in the same boat as you, I'm not gonna buy the console. Like, it's just like, oh, I was telling you right before, a bit before we um started recording, it's just like, it's just like, Xbox still continues to be a pro box for me. It's just like, unless you're into shooters or these semi-things, I'm not, um, like I don't really feel it, or unless you're interested in like just getting like the maximum performance out of your games, then like it isn't. There isn't much reason to want to buy one. Oh, I mean, well, I but I did tell you is just like now that Double Fine is oh going to be is now an Xbox Game Studio, and the only reason why like it came out as a PS4, why Psychonauts came out as a PS4 version was because, like, it had been crowdfunded and everything um, beforehand, and they had, like, obligations to uphold. It was just like, when Double Fine's next game comes out, and it's probably going to be Xbox exclusive, that's when I'll pick up an Xbox um, Series S, just so that I can play the next Double Fine game. Yeah, I mean... I can't even like 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 I told you earlier the the only reason I am going to be buying one at some point in time and it's going to be years down the line it's when I upgrade uh, to like a to cuz I I have so my monitor I play you know my my PS5's games on because it's 4K 60 FPS all that nonsense and then my uh standard uh TV that I use is just for my Switch and it's just 1080 but once that's upgraded and couple years down the line i'll get one just because like we talked about earlier it is it in terms of performance it is uh a better console and um third-party games will play better on it but there's like nothing you know and and i don't even think here's the thing even if for me personally even if they um they wanted to try to get the my genre of choice onto that platform for some cool exclusives it's not going to work. Let's take Scarlet Nexus for instance. They paid for um, the advertising for that. So, like, they I guess they had the rights for like promotional material and advertising and all that nonsense. And so the game didn't do well. The game literally 
Bandai Namco is hoping that it, it hits sells a million copies by March. Uh, which, like, I want, you know, it probably didn't do well because the audience for that game is not on the Xbox. At, at this point, like, things have, are kind of separated. Like, it's not like in the 360 era where maybe Tales of Asperia or Lost Odyssey, you could get those kind of games and they, they do well enough, you know, to, like, to put them on the platform. But for the most part, you're only going to be getting third-party games. Or not. They're not there. I don't think that ecosystem. There's an audience for what I'm looking for on that platform, and I don't honestly don't know if there's ever going to be. So I will get one at some point in time, but definitely years down the line. It's not really a system that I'm like really going to be interested in for quite some time because of that which sucks because I I did have it at one point and it was awesome. Quick resume was a great feature, smart delivery I like, but just no exclusives. So I'll have to wait. Ah, uh, moving on to one more story. Uh, d- this one you actually brought up to me um, before we started recording. Digimon Survive has been rated by the Australian Ratings Board. Uh, tactical, this tactical RPG was initially scheduled to launch back in 2019, but it was delayed to 2020 and then again to 2021. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, Game won't be the start to me. Then uh, Toei Animation, the anime all anime studio who owned the Digimon franchise and the publisher Bandai Bandai Namco revealed that the game would be delayed this time to mid twenty twenty two due to the ongoing pandemic, which has slowed down the development significantly. But so Digimon Digimon Five received received PG rating which means mild mild fantasy violence and coarse language. And while ratings in the in Europe and North America usually mean the game is close to the release, in Australia it doesn't work that way, so don't get your hopes up just yet. Uh so what what do you think about this? You you brought it up to me. Um, I just I, I just think it's funny that it's finally like it wasn't even. It's not even that that big of a game. I like the art style though. Like, there's actually some some gameplay uh, trails trailer floating around YouTube that they released. I think like back in 2019, and then maybe they gave us something else after that. But I like the art style. I, I like. I, I will buy the game and play it. But I just think it's funny. It's just like a little train that could. Like this game was like, yeah, we're gonna give you this cool Digimon game, and then just like. It's delayed. It's like, ah, okay. And then, like, at this point in time, I don't think anyone even remembers it. And now it's finally, like, getting raided. And I feel like it's one of those stories where, like, I guess Toei and Bandai are probably at the point, like, let's just get this thing out the door. When, when did like, they, that's just, like... When did they say they... When did you say they announced it? I want to say it was announced back in, like, a while ago. Like, at least, like, four years ago. Oof. Like it's 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 been quite yeah it's been quite because I remember seeing the first trailer and I was like wow that looks cool I can't wait and I remember seeing just like endless placeholder dates for it just keep get keep keep getting pushed back and I was just like yeah there's that game that's probably not going to see the light it excuse me and like it just randomly gets raided I'm just like cool it might be coming out it might not be we'll see hmm. all right ah uh, and got one more this is going to be a last story for today before we round it up. Uh, Overwatch will rename McCree after dismissal of namesake. Uh, Overwatch will be renaming one of its heroes after his namesake was dismissed from the company earlier this month. The Overwatch development team today released a statement saying the gunslinger character McCree will soon receive a new name after with the studio refraining from um, naming characters after Blizzard employees in the future. We built the Overwatch universe around the idea that inclusivity, equity, and hope are the building blocks of a better future, the team said. They are central to the game and to the Overwatch team. As we continue to discuss how we best live up to our lives and demonstrate our commitment to creating a game world that reflects them, we believe it's necessary to change the name of the hero currently known as McCree to something that better represents the over- what Overwatch stands for. Uh, Blizzard's lead design, or Jesse McCree, was uh, among a number of employees dismissed from the company earlier this month. With no, while no reason was given for those dismissals, 
They just they came just weeks after the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filed suit against the company alleging violations of civil rights and equal pay laws, calling the company a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. So the article goes on for a bit more, but like that's really what would explaining what it's talking about. Like I don't I mean I don't think there's really a whole lot to say. I mean like I'm glad that they are changing the name of this character who, like, oh, McCree was named after someone that is being point is being pointed out as being one of members, all oh, of people that were harassing people at Blizzard, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on, all oh, there. But I was just like, if I'm saying like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna not name all oh, characters after Blizzard after Blizzard employees in the future, because, like, that kind of blew up in their face with, like, McCrane um, now, and also there was another, there was, like, two characters in um, World of Warcraft that um, also got, like, um, a lot of um, trash on them after this whole thing um, blew, blew up. So it's just, like, they're realizing their mistake there of just like, eh, maybe we shouldn't name characters after real life people because if something happens with them, then there's going to be a whole lot of blowback from the fans. So, oh, uh, you know, like, I think it's good on them. It's a lot of work because like there's a lot of you have to do redo a lot of voice lines and like a lot of things all in Overwatch and like considering like how long Overwatch has been around now, I imagine like that's probably. A hefty task to go and do. Um, what do you think? Any, any thoughts? I mean, uh, I I think that it's a you know step in the right. Like, I I mean, yeah, it's definitely got to be done. Like they they have to internally. There's a ton they have to do, but it's nice little piece of news to know that they're like even something as 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 minor that as as minor as that is. You know it. It, it's pretty cool that they're even, you know, looking at things like that. Because obviously, even in the Overwatch community, they could be like, you know, happy about even a, a change like this. So it's nice that they're, you know, oh they're, no, they're, this, this is looking... happening because of fans. Like, it looks like, like this is like I think last time we were talking about this, like, oh, they people started calling him as like just addressing him as the cowboy or whatnot. Like this is um. Like, oh, this is awesome. this is in response to people in the community being unhappy that this guy was named that McCree that the character was named after this guy Jesse McCree. Oh, that's great! So yeah, so they then they're listening and they understand. So no, that's awesome. I I like that a lot. Uh, obviously, it you know like I said, it's a step in the right direction. But they have a ton that they need to do, like the, so much more. But it's it's nice to hear. It really is. All right. I think that's going to all. We've been going for a bit over an hour now, so I think uh, I probably should have left that screen on. My all my my light died halfway through here. All, but uh, as all, I think that's going to do it for us this week. All, is there anything that you're looking forward to? All, Dom, anything that we should be looking into? Honestly, the only thing on my horizon right now is Tales of Arise. That's that's literally like probably I'm I'm thinking that it's going to be a close tie between that, Bravely Default Two, and Scarlet Nexus for Game of the Year for me. But that's pretty much really like what I'm looking forward to. Do, Other than that, not much. I think we need to find a week or like a month to. We need to find a week to do this, like where like it's not going to all fully mess with like what we really want to play. But I think we put like. You need to buy Psychonauts 2, and I need to buy Tsushima. That would be cool. And just um, see how we feel about them. Because, like, I like I really enjoy Psychonauts 2, and you were saying like you were really enjoying Ghost of Tsushima. So it was just like, it was just like I think we need to um, try and figure out a week where we, we actually try playing those, like, the same week where we're both playing those, and then come back and report on that for um the podcast dude yeah I, I like that idea that would be pretty sweet maybe we could do that sometime in like like end of year december ish or maybe sometime before that or around that time when so, the yeah, games that'd be go awesome on idea. sale 
Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well thought out. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So it's like Psychonauts was really good. If all is just like if you haven't, if you've been thinking about um, looking at it, I definitely say, well, go check, go check it out. Um, but like, you don't need to play Psychonauts one to play the game. There's like a brief little like story so far sort of thing. Um, when you start up the game, like there's little Easter eggs and all references here and there that'll pop out more if you've played the original game, but. With the story so far thing, like, it's been 16 years since that last game came out. Like, there are... People can drive cars that weren't alive when that game came out. Good grief. So it was like, it made sense for them to, like, actually do uh, um, the story so far thing with that. But, um, yeah, I I definitely... I highly recommend playing Psychonauts, too. But, until next time... We'll, we'll, we'll see you later. All right? Bye-bye.